When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Ashley Bastock. The Browns wrapping up day 11 of training camp here in Berea. We're recording this at about 6.20 on Tuesday, the only day they're practicing in Berea this week. And bad news, uh, Jakeem Grant during one-on-one drills, Mary Kay, he goes down. Uh, it appears to be uh, a ruptured Achilles, a torn Achilles, which of course could cost him his entire season. We're still awaiting official word on that, but when you read the quote from Kevin Stefanski, this doesn't sound like a guy who's going to be out a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, what have you kind of found out about the injury and, and just what does this mean to lose Jakeem Green right now? You know, I think it means a lot. Uh, you know, they brought him in here to significantly upgrade the return game. They haven't had uh, a return for a TD since 2015. Mike Prefer was so excited about him. He's a, a an all a second-team All-Pro, a pro bowler. I mean, he's one of the best in the business. We talked to him two days ago. Uh, he was working on offense a lot. He's looked really good. Uh, so I think it's a big blow. I really do, especially with all of the other injuries that they have at wide receiver. Uh, now they're into their depth in the return game. I mean, that was it. That was his role. And, uh, you know, so now they have to either try to divide it up or see if they can find another a specialist like that somewhere, but hard to find a guy like that. Yeah, and Ashley, we talked to Mike Prefer a couple days ago, and he said Jakeem Grant is a guy he wanted here uh, for a few yeah. years. Finally became a free agent. He came here. He was really excited to have him uh, you know, on that special teams unit, and we've seen it. It's just been such a grind for this team to do anything in the return game. Yeah, like Mary Kay said, it's like going back to the Johnny Manziel era, right, was the last time there was a touchdown in the return game here. Um, so it's it's a huge blow. And on top of it, obviously, this is just another receiver injury. I'm working on tomorrow's newsletter. And you look at the depth chart that the Browns released <laughs> yesterday, and they have two receiver spots on that depth chart. Five of the top six guys have now had injuries this camp. The only one who hasn't is Donovan Peoples-Jones. And we were saying, you know, he didn't practice today, not with an injury, just appears to be a rest day because right. he wasn't on the injury r- report. But, like, Wrap him in bubble wrap or something because it is that bad. And there have been other guys, you know, like Javon Wims, I don't think is included in that. He was out with an illness for a long time. Um, Isaiah Weston, the ACL, he's done for the year. Like, it it goes beyond those six guys, but it's really bad at the top of the depth chart now. Yeah, and look, Mary Kay, we do have to talk about Jakeem Grant a little bit as a receiver because he, he's played on offense. He's done some things offensively before. He thought, when I talked to him in the spring, he thought he really had his best year offensively when he got to Chicago last year, that that's how he was being used best. Chad O'Shea is someone who he knows well and brought him here or helped get him here. Uh, there was a plan. Uh, you know, I don't know what it was, but there was a plan to use him at wide receiver. Yeah, there was, again, especially with all of the injuries. And I think they were kind of trying to 
keep it under wraps a little bit and really, you know, sort of keep it on the down low and, and not really talk too much about it. But when we talk to him, and it's been pretty obvious, we've seen them use him a ton, running routes and catching passes. And um, and I was really anxious to see how they were going to use him in the game on Friday night. I think he would have had some opportunities because Anthony Schwartz is really not that ready to to go yet because of the knee injury. David Bell is probably going to be very limited. They don't want to give him too much work. So I think Jakeem Grant was going to have a chance to go out there and show some things on offense. And then who knows what can happen from there. When you've got Chad O'Shea believing in you the way that he does Jakeem, anything can happen. So I think this is significant. Uh, And then remember that they had another receiver that is already lost for the season in undrafted rookie Isaiah Weston. Mm -hmm. So this is the second injury, uh, season-ending injury to a receiver so far this season. Michael Woods is on the sideline right now. Obviously his season's not over, but you don't have him out there. Right. It hurts a lot. And Ashley, I mean, he's 29 years old. He turns 30 in October. This is going to be a difficult injury for him to come back from. Yeah, and like we were kind of talking about that on the sidelines. It's like what he's so good at. You know, he talks about... How I know we talked about it with you, Dan, and he talked about it at the podium, like how he hates fair catches. Like he said, like, I'm not a yeah. fair catch guy, I believe was like the exact quote. Like he plays hard in that return game and he's fast. And again, what he does so well, that is a tough injury because it hinders your explosiveness. It does all those things. It's really difficult, obviously, when NFL players or even NBA players to get those injuries because it is such a long recovery and hinders your ability to do those things out on the field. So where do the Browns go from here? For a returner, I mean we've we've seen this like like Ashley mentioned, it's been twenty since twenty fifteen. Johnny Manziel was a starting quarterback for this team that they had a return. It was Travis Benjamin. I mean it's gotten to points where it's just like Jarvis Landry go back and catch the ball. You know Donovan Peoples Jones has not really sparked that. I think they hoped he would when when they drafted him. Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton, maybe Anthony Schwartz. Where do they go, Mary Kay? Well, you know, I do think they will try to divide it up amongst those guys that you're mentioning uh, and see if some of these other new guys that they brought on board can handle the chore. They've signed a couple of young receivers with all of these injuries. Uh, Then I think, you know, uh, before too long, we will have final cuts or roster cuts coming up around August 30th. And I think they're going to have to look and see if anybody shakes out from there. A team might not be able to keep just a specific returner. The Browns were ready to commit to that spot. But another team might have to let a guy go. So I think it's one of those situations where they're just going to have to try to figure out if, um, if they have what they need on the roster or if they need to look elsewhere. This is just Mike Prefer can't have nice things. Yes. <laughs> he finally got his kicker, finally got his returner. He's got a punting battle going, and now he loses Jakeem Grant. Not, not to make not to make light of it. Obviously, it's it's a it's a difficult injury uh, for Jakeem, and hopefully he'll he'll make it back um, and, and maybe be a part of this team in the future because that is such an important piece of all of this to have that playmaker, and especially if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the season, you need every like spark you can get and that downfield passing game is not going to be as effective without Deshaun Watson so if you can get big plays out of your return game that can cover up some of those warts on the offense yeah I'm pretty sure every time we've talked about him that has been in the context like that's been a part of the conversation right that like how important field position is going to become if Deshaun Watson is suspended for you know an indefinite period or a long period like it just really hurts this offense who has a ton of good other pieces and has a you know solid defensive pieces, 
but without that return game, you're, you're kind of stuck in limbo there again without Shaquem Grant. So let's wrap up the week, shall we? <laughs> the NFL appeals the suspension of Deshaun Watson, and now he could be gone for up to a year. Kareem Hunt decides that he wants to be traded, and they lose their Pro Bowl return man for the season to a torn Achilles. Isn't it crazy that the initial suspension announcement just happened like eight days ago? Yeah. Like that that feels like a month ago. Yeah, it was like Monday. It was Monday. Right? It was last Monday. Yeah. Yeah, August first. Yeah. Yes. August first. Yeah. <sighs> so I mean that's the week that yeah. it's been, right? Yeah. 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 And they haven't even played a game yet. Okay. Usually, uh, you know, some of your crazier things happen when you go play a game. And they haven't even done that yet. That happens on Friday night in Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, so who knows, you know, what's coming. But this is, uh, this is not starting off too well. Okay. Well, let's take a break here, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little Roger Goodell. We all need a break, so let's take one, and then we'll talk some Roger Goodell. And back on the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. So, Mary Kay, the owners' meetings happening uh, this, actually, today in Minneapolis. Um, basically there to approve the the sale of the Denver Broncos so that ownership change is complete 32 to nothing but as it relates to the Browns Roger Goodell spoke publicly I'm pretty sure for the first time since that ruling came down and definitely since the NFL appealed and he backed Sue Robinson's he really used the language Sue Robinson used he really he went with predatory egregious Um, he made it very clear why they're continuing to seek this suspension yeah, absolutely. He confirmed, basically, uh, that they are seeking, uh, you know, that full year. And that's not something that the, uh, that the NFL had really confirmed yet, that they were going for uh, the year-long suspension. So, um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is a big deal. I mean, he is, he's basically saying, this is what we want. And it was, you know, it's kind of, is he sending a message to Peter C. Harvey, too, saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, here, here is what we want you to do. And he is mm-hmm. the one that appointed Peter C. Harvey. So he is working for the NFL right now. He is working for the league. He is, uh, you know, basically just an extension of Roger Goodell. So will Peter C. Harvey abide by what the league wants? And if so, that's huge. I mean, that is absolutely huge if Deshaun Watson is out for the entire season. Will he do it? And if he does it, then we know that a lawsuit is coming. Mm -hmm. We know a lawsuit is going to be coming by the the NFLPA and by Deshaun Watson's camp. So this thing could go on for a very long time. Ashley, now that I've said it out loud, it just feels to me like he's saying Sue Robinson found all these things why didn't she just give him the year? It yeah. almost feels like that. Like, he, he couldn't make sense of, and I'm putting words in his mouth here, like, he couldn't make right. sense of why he didn't get what the NFL wanted in the first place. So the one really interesting thing that I thought was in all in Roger's quotes from today, um, and I've said since Sue Robinson's report came out, I thought it was a fair criticism when people were criticizing her initial findings to refer to Deshaun Watson as a first-time offender when there were multiple allegations. And it seemed like in those quotes from Roger Goodell, like, again, we know that he's faced two dozen allegations, but only four of those cases were presented in the disciplinary hearing. And Roger Goodell really emphasized that point, that this was four separate cases. So I, I right now, after I saw that, wouldn't be surprised like when we get the appeal ruling, if it is a longer suspension, if Peter C. Harvey said, hey, she counted this as a first-time offender, but 
I do not see it that way type of thing. And, and all of a sudden that becomes a big part of the rationale for making this longer, that it wasn't a first time thing. Mary Kay, are you getting the sense, I, I guess, that the NFL, you know, it was ebbs and flows, it felt like, with Sue Robinson. Like, you know, there were times when it felt like, oh, my God, he's going to be gone forever. And then I think it sort of evened out after the hearing where it felt like, okay, it's probably going to land in that 6-10 to 10 game range. Um, are you getting the sense, though, right now that the Browns might be in trouble with this? Well, you know what? It, it's hard to say because... I do get the sense that, um, you know, that there's a lot of pressure on Peter C. Harvey to do what the NFL feels is right under their personal conduct policy, which he helped develop and implement that. Okay, so he knows that. Sue L. Robinson really wasn't as familiar with the personal conduct policy as Peter Harvey is. I mean, he has not only done that for the NFL, but other leagues, putting into place their conduct policies. So he is uniquely familiar with that, and he is also very well-versed in cases of sexual assault. So I just think he's very, very qualified for this. Uh, And so he just might come back with that minimum year-long ban. He might do that. And if he does that, you know, like I said, the NFLPA uh, will probably sue. And then I guess it just depends on what happens in court. Now, we do know the last two big-name guys who tried to sue in court ultimately had their suspensions upheld. They were uh, initially overturned, and then the NFL won, and they had to serve their suspensions. So it's tough to beat the NFL in federal court, uh, and I still think that's going to be the case. Uh, The Browns could be looking at that full year. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's hard to not feel like this is going to end up even if it's not the full year, 12 games or 14 games or, or something like that, mm-hmm. it just feels like this number is, is going to grow substantially. And I, I also thought it was um, important, Ashley, that he pointed out um, the NFL had its right to appeal and they used it and the NFLPA did not. Yeah, and again, we know what the NFL is seeking, right? Like, I just think it would be really unlikely for it to be less games or or the same amount of games and like we kind of talked about last week like if the NFL was willing to go through this appeal process like it's not surprising that they're not asking for two more games or four more games they're asking for that full season because why would you go through all of this if you weren't trying to make it a significantly harsher punishment for him so I do think right now, like, when we talk about the tides turning, like, you know, you think back to the initial suspension, like, one of those tides was when the New York Times story initially dropped, and that 66 number is suddenly out there, Um, and it it just, the NFL filing the appeal itself feels like another one of those tides turning to me. So the last thing to touch on, and I'm I'm sure we'll get into this over the next couple days, too, but um, as of right now, Deshaun Watson can play on Friday night, and unless this year-long suspension comes down even if even if there's an appeal and the ruling is 12 games he'll still be able to play Friday night but if he does get that year he's got to leave basically he's got to get out of the facility he can't even be here Um, but if we don't hear or if he is eligible to play do you think he'll play on Friday night Mary Kay against Jacksonville should he play too I think I guess it's two questions you know I think he will I actually think that they feel that it's important for him Uh, to maybe, you know, feel the speed of the game. He hasn't played since the end of 2020. To maybe, you know, get some pressure, possibly even get bumped a little bit. And, you know, remember what that feels Mm -hmm. like again. 
uh, have to shake something off and get back up, potentially. Um, so I, I do think that uh, I do think he will play maybe a series or two. I don't know that for sure, but it makes sense because if they don't have a ruling yet and he can play, I mean, there's a chance he might not be able to play in the next two games. Mm -hmm. So this could be the only opportunity for him to get out there before he has to be in a live game mid-season or late-season or whatever. Yeah, because actually it's very likely we would have a ruling before the Philadelphia game, which is two Sundays from now. Um, and if he's got to leave town, he'd miss those joint practices, which I think Kevin feels are really important. And yeah. that, that kind of replaces the preseason game for him when it comes to who he decides to play in that second game. But, yeah, I mean, you, want, you kind of want to get him out there and get him running around and get him in some live action that you just can't have at practice. Yeah, and like I said in our post-practice video today, I think with him it's just different because he's he missed all of last year. Like, it just has been so long. I think you do need to get him out there, even though, again, like, with preseason games, all, there's always obviously that risk of one of your star players getting injured. Um, but I think the reward potentially is higher than the risk with, with Deshaun Watson right now, and I think it's actually important that he gets those game reps, kind of like what Mary Kay was saying. And he knows how to protect himself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the He's a veteran at this yeah, point. Yeah, he knows how to protect himself. He's been a quarterback that runs. He's not going to dive headfirst into the end zone to score a touchdown in a preseason game. He, yeah. He's smart enough that he knows how to keep himself safe. And even when he had, like, major injury with the ACL when he was in Houston, that was a non-contact practice right. injury. Yeah. Like, it was a freak thing. It, like you're saying, it wasn't something where he put himself in a bad position and got injured in a preseason game. Right, and, and like we just saw today, mm -hmm. anything can happen with mm -hmm. Jakeem Grant in practice. And as you mentioned, with Deshaun. So they can't put him in bubble wrap. I think they need to get him a series or two with his guys. This could be it until he might have to go out there and try to bring it home in a playoff run, you know? So I think he'll play. And I think there aren't much better situations, too, if the Browns do play, you know, their first offensive line with yeah. Deshaun Watson. That's a right. good position to be in in a preseason game. Right. Yeah, so I think that's, that's the other part of this is if you're going to put Deshaun out there, do you also have to put out your first-team offensive line, which means Kevin's got to <laughs> – Call Joel Petonio into his <laughs> office and say, Joel, I'm going to need you to play in this first preseason game, whether you, whether you want to or not. I don't know. Maybe Joel sits out. They yeah. let Michael Dunn play left guard and all the other starters mm -hmm. on that line play. Because it is, I mean, Conklin is out. You know, Nick Harris is a young guy, so he's not going to complain. Wyatt Teller's still a youngish guy. So, you know, they could get most of the first-team offensive line and still give Joel his day off. Yeah. I'm just here I'm just here to advocate for Joel. Never <laughs> you know what? I would, I would be okay with that, too. Like, if Joel Batonio, <laughs> if they sit him out, that's fine. If you got three of your number one guys in there or whatever, that's, that's okay to me. Yeah, and the other thing is Jack Conklin might not be ready to play in a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, he yeah, you know, he hasn't even practiced yet. Yeah, it's like full practice. Right. So even if they played, you know, a series or anything like that, you know, he's not going to be out there. So you know, he probably won't be seen until the regular season if he's even ready to start the first game. So um, you know, so uh, you know, he probably won't have necessarily his full starting offensive line, but I still think that a series or two is, is what makes the most sense. What about Jacoby? Uh, Jacoby, I'd give him a little bit of time. Not a, a ton of time because you still have two more preseason games and mm -hmm. you still have joint practices that you can kind of control what happens in those. You've got two of those coming up against the Eagles, and I think Kevin Stefanski really looks at that as an opportunity 
to get some really good work in, but in a controlled environment. You can't control what happens in the preseason games. You can't control some third-string guy that wants to make a name for himself. But, yeah. you know, you can control, uh, you know, how, you, how intense you want those joint practices to be. So if Jacoby doesn't play more than a, a couple series himself, there will still be plenty of time to get him work. I, I thought it was telling last year that he basically didn't play anybody against the Giants in the preseason game, except... Mm-hmm. For Troy Hill, and that was because Troy Hill got in a fight. So he actually punished Troy Hill by sending him out there and making him play in a preseason game. Which brings us to Kareem Hunt will yeah. probably. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's if you're healthy, play. Kareem Hunt might get 25 carries yeah. on yeah, Friday Kareem night. Hunt exactly. might get an opportunity to show exactly what he can do this year. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. We'll be back this week with a couple more. Uh, We'll try and give you some sort of preview of uh, Friday's game in Jacksonville. Uh, Just make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so it shows up on your phone where uh, on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify as soon as we have published on these things uh, because our schedule might get a little weird here over the next few days. But uh, just subscribe and also become a Football Insider subscriber at cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. So for Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.